This is your host of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. I'm Leisha Holmes, and I just wanted to say thank you for choosing to listen to our episode. Now, before we start, I would like to thank our sponsors, Hoxo Media and Vincere. I will explain a bit more about them later on in the episode as to how you, our listener, can benefit from a unique discount by mentioning the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast when you contact them. Now, remember to click subscribe as you're listening now to get notified of every new weekly episode of the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Without further ado, let's jump in to the episode. This is Leisha Holmes and I'm your host on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast and I am beyond excited to go truly global today with our community. I'd like to welcome to you our guest. This is Erin Devlin and she is the MD of People to People. She's the director of Infront Sports Consultancy but she's also the author of Get the Job You Really Want which is actually the topic we're going to talk about today but without further ado welcome to you today Erin. How are you? Thanks, Leisha. Great. Great to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, it's, um, it's nice to be talking to someone across the, the seas a little bit. Um, it's, it's late here. It's early there. So. I know. Absolutely. I'm, I'm still drinking coffee and you're just, you've just put your children to bed and you're hopefully going to be That's it. Getting, getting yourself a decent night's sleep. We must do a thank you to our introducer, who is the awesome Greg Savage. He, put, he connected the two of us, didn't he? Yes, yes. Greg and I go way back. So um, I have a lot to thank Greg for and to blame Greg for as well. He'll hate <laughs> me for saying that, but um, no, a lot to thank him for. I'm, my career. Sure, I'm sure we will come on to that in, in more detail a little bit later on. So, you know, just give, give us an overview of what your businesses actually do. Let's put some context around your recruitment provenance. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. So I look after the Victorian branch of People to People in Australia. So we've got about 100 consultants nationally. Uh, We're eight offices across Australia and New Zealand uh, and been around about 16 years, uh, turnover about 120 million each year. So I look after the Victorian team. We've, of course, been in lockdown for close to the past two years. So it's been an incredible journey to bring our team through that sort of experience. Um, Then we've also got the Infront Sports business, which is where we work with professional athletes and coaches on career transition. So I've been doing that for over 11 years now, and that's incredibly rewarding. Um, And then of course I wrote the book um, during COVID actually just sort of seeing how, um, how difficult it was for a lot of people in that job market. And I wanted to be able to share that knowledge. Mm -hmm. So it's busy. It, it certainly sounds like it. And you've got three-year-old twins as well. So I and That's do, it. looking very, I have to say, very glamorous and very chic. I mean, look, I, I've been following people to people on Instagram, actually, since Greg and I met. At, he, he did a UK show a few years ago. And, you know, just your whole ambience as a business is joyful. You seem to have a really sense of community. And that was before COVID made it a trendy thing to say community. So I just want to yeah. applaud you for that. And I, I find the sports side really <laughs> fascinating that, that, that must be really intriguing because very often in recruitment, we look at people who are naturally sporty and competitive. So what do you, do you see that there's a true synergy there? Oh, absolutely. And I think for me, it's something that I'm really passionate about and got into because I was actually previously a professional ballerina, believe it or not, with the Australian ballet over here um, and somehow ended up, so finished that career went and traveled the world with Emirates and then um, uh, came and, and started in a, 
essentially registered as a temp and then uh, got into recruitment from there. So I was really passionate about this um, sport career transition area because you've got these incredibly passionate, driven people who have made it to a really high level within their sport. And I just think with someone with that level of drive, they should be able to put that into something else. And um, I really wanted to make that transition easier and quicker for athletes. So it's been really rewarding just to help athletes go through that process and find something that they can really put their energy into and find a second career that they love as well. I absolutely love that. And although I have actually interviewed other guests for the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast who have come from sporting backgrounds, I think you are officially my first professional ballerina. Um, <laughs> how remarkable that you went from that to becoming the Recruiter of the Year in 2017. So you see, you've proven it, haven't you? You've proven you can go from one to another. So there's the proof is in the pudding. Well, a, a yeah, definitely. An amazing past history. And, you know, I think already people are going to be, you know, sat on the edge of their seats listening to how you have made that transition and then sat down during COVID when you probably had two very little children sat on your lap. And you've, I think as an area of the biz- of the world, I think you've been in the longest lockdown, haven't you? In- Unfortunately, we got that title yesterday, I think. So from the most livable city to the most lockdown city. So yeah, it's been a bit of a journey, just bringing everyone through that. And um, in, in a lot of ways, it's actually brought us all a lot closer as a team. Um, initially, it was really hard, but we are so close now because we've been through so much together. Um, and even just onboarding people completely remotely, we've been able to do that really successfully. And um, now we're just gearing up for what we know is going to be very, very busy. If it's already busy. It's going to be busier. So we're excited about that. And brace yourself around because I can't imagine it's going to yeah. work on anytime soon because every, it doesn't matter what your sector is, every every sector is talent short. So uh, yeah. brace yourself and that's, re- that's really cool and remarkable um, yeah. anecdote there. So well done on keeping everybody connected. And I think, you know, like I say, from an, as, a, as an outside observer, I think you have done a remarkable job keeping such so many people connected during a very challenging time. So how did this sort of writing a book come about? Was this something you'd already already had in the back of your head that, you know, they say everybody's got a book in them? So talk us through that. <laughs> I think that's probably true, Leisha. Yeah, 100%. I think everybody does have a book in them. But uh, essentially, I was approached to do it. And um, there were a few people that were talking to about it. Uh, and I thought, yeah, what a great way to give back and a great opportunity to share knowledge it's been a big process obviously I've got a young family I'm I'm working managing a a team um, at people to people so I I just sat down every Thursday and Saturday and wrote solid for four or five hours um, to to get the knowledge onto paper and as it turned out I actually had more content than I needed for the book and it was actually more about scaling it back and you know making it really practical for people and I think what I saw during COVID was people were really compromising. In Australia, we had a lot of job shortages at the beginning of COVID and redundancies and um, a difficult job market initially. We know it's changed now, but initially it was really difficult. And I saw a lot of people compromising and really opening up what they would consider. And I thought, well, that's okay for the short term. You've got to get money in the door. You've got to get food on the table. But everybody deserves to have a job that they really love. And and I also wanted to hold employers to account because I think that job seekers should uh, should do that in a way. You know, we 
as recruiters, we've got the, the honour of helping people to find great jobs. And I think in a lot of ways, we do advocate for candidates to have better environments and make sure they're, they're working in something that, you know, really suits them. So I wanted to kind of put that on a plate for people and say, you know, if you're not working with a recruiter right now, not everyone's going to be able to. Here's all the tools that you need to try and, you know, get there yourself as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah. So taking it back a step, did you come up with this concept first? I Did you always know this would be the book or did COVID kind of make you go, that's the one, that's the Eureka moment? I, I was essentially approached um, by the publisher to say, okay, um, this is, we think there's a, a book there where we need, need to support job seekers. And I said, I'd love to do that, you know, love to, love to, love to help with that. So essentially I put together a proposal with all the different chapters that I would like to write about. Um, and the book, as you know, Leisha goes from everything from, you know, career planning to your preparation to your job searching through to personal branding and LinkedIn right through to um, interviewing and job, job offer management, all the things basically as a recruiter, you would gear a candidate on um, or, or coach a candidate on to help them through their career. It's all basically in the book. So um, yeah, essentially I was approached to do it, put the proposal forward and um, the proposal was accepted and, and off we went fantastic and what I like about it is that it is an evergreen book it's not just for COVID that like you say this is going to be somebody could pick this up on the bookshelf in three four years time and actually it's immaterial what the job is they could be a you know a, a programmer they could be a lawyer they could be a teacher you're actually giving them almost a, a remote recruiter in their hand or all the things that we use and do to ensure that the job search is geared up towards them rather yeah. than just trying to fill a job and that's that's the, the the spin on it that I really like yeah yeah and I, I think there have been so many times in my recruitment career where you know you have a conversation with a candidate and you have this fleeting moment where you want you actually want to help them you want to help a little bit more and you give what you can in the time but you've also got other pressures and other things going on and so it's so nice sometimes where you know there is someone that really needs that extra help and I'll say look I'm going to send you I'll send you a book um, you know, and it just gives them, them that little bit of extra help. Um, and that's been incredibly rewarding. And particularly with the athletes that I work with, um, you know, we've been including it in a lot of the services that we offer and they've, they've provided lots of great feedback. So for me, the reward is, um, is just in having people actually come to me now and saying, I've got a job now. I love it. And I used all of your ideas and thank you so much. You know, that's, that makes me happy that it helped them. Absolutely. absolutely. And then hopefully they'll pass the book on. You know, that's the idea of it, isn't it? It becomes yeah. self-perpetuating prophecy, I guess, that this is how people will support one another. So you, you, you sounded very disciplined in how you went about it. For someone who's clearly very strong on time management, I, I won't use the expression time poor, but, you know, you've got, a, you're running, yeah. you know, you're running a huge, two huge businesses. You've got two, two small children at home you had to be disciplined what but did the ideas always come to you because I mean I, I you know I write a lot of blogs I do a lot of content and sometimes I just it just doesn't come so if you know yeah. at that time I could never be that I don't think I could be that sort of formal with myself how do you make I think <laughs> anyone that knows me Leisha I've always got plenty of content plenty of um ideas and uh yeah I think 
writing the initial proposal gave all the structure of all the topics that we wanted to cover and then it was really just covering a topic a week um, and then and then going through the editing process so I, I typically structure things in that, you know, these might be the 10 ideas that I want to cover in the chapter. And then I'll just um, kind of download all the ideas, download all the writing, and then go back and edit it later. Um, but yeah, it, I didn't find the writing difficult, to be honest. I really enjoyed the process of getting the, um, the editing was hard. That, that was definitely hard going back and um, changing everything and rereading and, um, uh, you know, taking on any any of the editor's suggestions, but actually writing it, it was really nice just to know that you're getting all this information out that someone might actually use to help them. So instead of keeping it all up here. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. intellectual property and all that. So how, you, just to go back a step, you mentioned that you had a few people that, you, that had sort of put this idea to you. How do you choose a publisher? How does somebody that's listening to this now think, right, you know, I've got this amazing idea for a book, it's on X, Y, and Z. What, how do they possibly do due diligence? Okay, so I just wanted to break away from the chat for 60 seconds to talk to you about an issue a lot of agencies are facing right now and what one company, Hoxo Media, are doing about it. There's a lot of talk about what it takes to be the quote unquote modern recruiter, personal branding, building an online presence, finding new and innovative ways to engage the market, whatever your market is. It's an approach most businesses are fumbling around with at the moment, to be honest. Meanwhile, Hoxo have absolutely nailed it. They are arguably the world's foremost marketing agency dedicated exclusively to the recruitment sector. And they've worked out what recruiters need to do to see tangible success through online activity. They've developed a proven methodology to follow on LinkedIn daily to establish you, you, as the go-to recruiter in your space and drive inbound leads and new business opportunities on a consistent basis. Now, they teach it all to you over an eight-week course in the Hoxo Academy. I actually completed the Hoxo Academy in the very height of covid and it completely transformed my business. In fact, it paid for itself by the end of week two. The best place to find out more about Hoxo Media is to check out their website, hoxomedia.com, or search for them on LinkedIn and give them a follow. They give away an absolute ton of valuable advice and actionable tips for free. But if and when you're ready to seriously invest in your online brand, give these guys a shout. But make sure to tell them that Leisha from Key Recruitment sent you and just quote the podcast, the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast, and they'll give you a cheeky discount as well. Not bad, eh? Now, back to the chat. That's a great question. And you mentioned his name before, Greg Savage. He's a person that connects people a lot. And um, Greg is the person who also recommended me to the publisher, um, along with uh, there were other people that um, the publisher was interviewing for the process. So I think when you're a first time author, um, it's you maybe you don't have the pick of the bunch in terms of publishers. Um, you know, you if you are coming up with the book idea and you're writing it yourself without publisher approval, you may have to approach quite a few different publishers, I imagine, or perhaps even self-publish it. I think the main thing is um, not to go in with the idea that it's necessarily going to be a, a bestseller. It would be great if it is, um, but 
I think having a an intention beyond um, selling books is really important because for me, I know it's been a real balance between um, having the book available and not wanting to mention it too much. I know we're actually talking about it a lot tonight, but, you know, I don't mention it a lot in my daily life because I don't want to be that person that is constantly spruiking her book. For me, it just is really nice to have when someone needs my help, I can at least give that to them. So I think if you are thinking of writing a book, um, it's it's having an intention beyond just selling books. It needs to be that you're either helping someone or, um, you know, it, it's got another intention behind it. And then and then it's worth doing, I think. Yeah. yeah. I was actually approached last year, funnily enough, and um, my, my cousin, who is not a recruiter, but he's a very, very successful marketing strategist. In fact, he does an awful lot over in Victoria. He's based in London. Uh, he's called Anthony Tasgall, and he writes books on storytelling, behavioural economics. He's a, he's a remarkable guy. And I, I just rang him, and he just he said exactly what you just said. I mean, he's sort yeah. of around the world for, year, for 20 years, and he said, never, ever go into writing a book if you want to make money you do it because of your greater purpose whether it's educating people connecting people whatever yes. it might be so I, that will really resonate um with anyone that that has read any of uh, Anthony's books um, and of course your intention I expect when you sat down to write it was never to be a finalist in the Australian Business Book Awards which as we record this now you're waiting with bated breath to see whether you've won yes um, <laughs> by the time we share this we'll know the we'll know the outcome so I mean that's a pretty awesome thing to achieve with your first book yeah, it's really cool, actually. It's really nice. Um, yeah, I think it's, for me, it's definitely a, a secondary thing. It's it's really cool to have it. Um, I think what has been really awesome with the opportunity or the book opportunity is it has given a, a platform um, for me to influence, and I've really enjoyed that. So, you know, if, if you're someone out there, you're thinking, do I write a book? Um, it's about your greater purpose. It's about why are you doing the book? But also, you know, I know for me, there's been a lot of media opportunities out of the, the book and that has connected with me with people that have given me an opportunity to speak on topics about our industry, for example, and really advocate for all of the great work that we're doing in our industry um, and to, um, to influence employers as well, because I really do think that employers have a responsibility to provide great workplaces. And every day as recruiters, we are constantly talking to our clients about, you know, flexibility and um, meaningful work and whether it's, uh, you know, caring about your employee values, whether it's caring more about the environment or community or diversity. All of those things are so important and a lot of employers are not quite there yet in terms of their thinking. So, you know, having this having this book, but also a media platform to talk about those things has been great because it means you can influence a little bit. You know, when you're getting people to, you know, think about what they're actually doing and look introspective. And, and of course, you know, you do also have the honour of being involved with the Australian and New Zealand um, staffing. Just just say what it is again, because I didn't write That's it. okay. The Recruitment Consulting and Staffing Association um, across Australia and New Zealand. So I'm a board director there and, and that's been, um, you know, incredibly rewarding as well. I'm sure it is so from with both those hats on you're in a very privileged and responsible position to give that advice and to allow people to really see that you know it's no good having these rhetorics around diversity belonging and sustainability you've actually got to make these things actually meaningful and, and real because you know potential employees you know reading your book 
watching your um, social media channels and, you know, just talking to people that obviously work for people to people and yourself, they will know what they're talking about and they'll start to, they'll start to be educated enough to ask these questions when they go for an interview. An interview is, yeah. never, you know, tell me three things about yourself. It's got to be. Absolutely. And there's, there's a couple of things linked to that, Leisha, that because um, I know a lot of your audience, uh, you know, that you've got uh, recruitment leaders, but also frontline recruiters as well. And um, one of the things we did a couple of years ago was um, really have a refresh of our offering as an employer, look at our um, not employer branding, because I think that's really just a front for who you are. It's not about how you brand yourself. It's about how you actually are as an organization. And we had a look at our, uh, our total benefits package. But when I say benefits, I don't mean things just like money or wellness vouchers, which are all really cool. It's more like, what do we want culturally as an organization? So we looked right down to our values and got our team involved with really crafting those. And I think that's why you've seen it come through in our personality um, through social media, because it really is real. It's not just someone in a marketing team pumping something out that's not actually reflective of the inside you have to get it right from the inside so we did that quite a few years ago and then um during COVID that's evolved even more where we we do know that some of those things are more important to our um our team members things like diversity and community and uh you know environmental sustainability and so we've actually created national teams where our recruiters can come together and help drive those initiatives so that um, we can really put some action behind the words. And it's not just, you know, it's not just a CSR page on your website. You're actually doing, doing some things that are having an impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's, I think that's actually been more beneficial for us as an organisation in driving success than, you know, a lot of other things that I could think of. No, definitely. There's no question that you're having a huge impact. So if you were to go back to the Erin that was approached all those many moons ago to write a book, what, what advice would you give yourself? What would be if you were talking to somebody now that's thinking about writing their first business book? I won't uh, fiction. Let's talk, let's say business book. What would your key advice be? We briefly interrupt this chat on the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast to introduce to you our partnership with Vincere, the recruitment operating system. Vincere is the modern recruitment operating system for recruitment and staffing agencies around the globe. A single tech platform that unifies your CRM, your ATS, your website, candidate and client portals, shift scheduler, timesheets, data and analytics, and now including video interviewing and outreach, all under one roof. This is the reason the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast chose to partner with Vincere, because we want to make the job of a modern recruiter as simple as possible. So if you're looking for a new recruitment CRM to manage your entire operation, visit vincere.io and remember to mention the Recruiters Recruitment Podcast. Now, back to the chat. Key advice. Well, my first advice would be be really sure that you're ready to do this because it is a huge undertaking. Um, It was quite easy for me in the beginning because we were completely locked down in Victoria. It was winter. We literally couldn't go anywhere. We didn't even have playgrounds open um, in, uh, in Victoria. So, you know, for my kids, I'd just sort of take them to a batch of trees and have a little place. There wasn't really a lot we could do 
anyway. So it was quite easy in the beginning because I didn't feel like I was missing out on, on key things. But then when summer came around and lockdowns eased, um, it was a little bit harder. So I would say make sure you're really ready to dedicate the time. Um, make sure that you are really passionate about a particular topic and that you have um, intentions beyond just selling books, that you're actually um, wanting to help someone or educate someone or influence or change the way people think about something. Um, if you're really passionate about that, then you'll have enough motivation to get through the hard days of yeah. writing. Definitely. Yeah. Well, not just writing, but cutting content as well, by the sounds of it, being your own your own biggest yes. editor, being prepared to cut out hours and hours of writing, I expect. That's it. And Leisha, the worst thing is when you, if you come to do an audio book, which I recorded the audio book back in March um, with an amazing uh, producer, actually, but two days sitting in a booth, um, listening to your own voice Ooh. afterwards, it's just the worst. Everybody hates the sound of their own voice. So um I, yeah, that was the least fun part of the whole process. <laughs> I, I mean, obviously, I'm doing this with, as a podcaster, and obviously, we share on YouTube as well. And I do listen back to every single episode. Of course, I do. And I do at the very start. I have to do the cringe, and then I just think, right, get over, get over yourself, now. Yeah, I don't know anyone that actually likes the sound of their own voice. We sound so, fantastic from here, so so you're all good. I feel so northern. Um, so as a final point, and I'm sure that Greg's name might get mentioned, but are there any authors or books that have inspired you along the way that we should be noting down and get reading, as well as your book, of course? Oh, that's that's a great question. Yeah, I do think I have to spruik Greg's book, um, which uh, we, we know is The Savage Truth. But um, yeah, I think that's a great book. There was, um, I wish I could remember the name of it, but a great book that got produced um, back in Australia, uh, I'll try and get the name for you, Leisha, and, and send it over, uh, which was really just interviews of um, key recruitment business owners. And I read that about probably 12 years ago. And that was one of the things that inspired me to really want to go on. And um, at the time, I launched my own agency and then um, merged with people to people um, and have now grown it kind of to where it is. So that really inspired me as well. I personally love... Um, autobiographies um, they're probably my key um, go-to when I'm reading um, but yeah but also um, books that really just sort of stretch the stretch the mind a little bit so I have to come back to you with a few I think that's no that's cool I'm, I'm also a fellow autobiography lover um, I do I love anything where you get to understand how somebody's achieved whatever that might be you know whether it's a politician a musician or an actor or something like that but yeah things that get you stretched when I'm currently reading and I'm hoping I'll have finished it by the time we share this I'm reading Sapiens which is the history of the of yeah. human beings and it is remarkable I can't remember that um, everyone's going to be shouting the guy's name he's a professor of um, history from Tel Aviv University uh, in Israel and it is the most phenomenal book I've ever read and I am a bookworm uh, and it literally takes you on the journey of how we survived all the other human species as homo, homo sapiens and where we're on as a trajectory now. It's fascinating. And it's well, like, on my list. It's definitely I mean, I'm telling everyone they should read it. I think they should be teaching it in schools personally because I think <laughs> it's remarkable. So that's a there you go for fellow book lovers. And I know there are plenty of you that listen to this that, that also like to read or listen to audio books as well. I'm an old fashioned girl. I like a good chunky book. 
in my hand at all times. This has been really insightful. And I hope that by the time we share this, you have been celebrating winning the Australian Business Book Awards. And, you know, I've got huge admiration and respect for everything that you do, um, Erin. And I'm really thrilled that you took time to join us today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Leisha. Great to talk to you. Thanks.